as I take a sip. Chock full of nuts, no longer sold by my lo- <coughs> Oh, that's a smooth blend. <laughs> that is a smooth blend. I hope you're recording. Please tell me you're recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Yes. Yeah, that's going in. Oh, oh my god, that's the start of the show. We have started. Oh. I don't know if you've known Excuse that or me. not, but we're in. This Man, is that the went show. right down the windpipe. <laughs> it's a smooth blend. <laughs> welcome to the show yeah yeah so the local grocery store here uh fries uh as well as a few others uh stop carrying it and they've got some jabroni brand sitting there now called don francisco that jabroni yeah whoever don is kick his ass and so (laughs) yeah and you know i tweeted to add chalk full of nuts Open for two things, some free coffee. And then, like, oh, you guys need a sponsor? We'll give you some money, but that didn't work out. But yeah. uh, that's okay. That's okay. We're hey. still accepting donations. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't know who I spoke with. They said, you know, what was the name of the store? Where's it at? I told them, I said, you know, it's in <clears throat> Arizona, Fry's Food Stores. Its parent company is Kroger. Yeah, man. So for you know people who don't live in Arizona, you've got Kroger, Ralph's, King Super, all of those fries. They all fall under the Kroger umbrella. And so didn't hear anything back. And you know, I just jumped on Amazon and ordered five boxes worth Dang. of chock full of nuts and got it yesterday. And so brewed it up, ready to go. It's it, I'm drinking the upper west side which is their dark roast which i really like so glad to have that back nice dude and i you know i love them because they're the coffee's good number one it's fairly inexpensive and they're they're not traditional k cups they are uh biodegradable compostable material so if you have a compost you can literally just take it right oh pardon me you can take it just right out of your Keurig and throw it in your compost heap. Nice. And you're good to go. Yeah, the rest of them make you take it apart. Like you gotta like dismantle the K cup just to get the nope. You just throw it all in there, man. It is plant fibers and which and if it yeah, and if it's compostable, it also means it's biodegradable. Now it takes longer to biodegrade than it does to compost, but I don't feel as you know. It's a little bit easier for me to dump it into the garbage can knowing, well, it's plant fibers. It'll sit there in a landfill for a while, but it'll eventually break down and it's not going to harm the environment. And what's really cool is they're sealed. So they, they come in a sealed bag because they're not, they're, they're like little filters, like real coffee filters. So when you open it, you smell the coffee. Ah, yeah. Unlike, you know, regular K cups that are all hermetically sealed. And you don't smell anything until it starts brewing, you know. Then you're like, oh, coffee. So, yeah, excited to have that back. That's very cool. And I'm enjoying it tonight in my Empire Strikes Back mug. Oh, yeah. The worst Star Wars movie ever made. Just kidding. Of course, dude. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Dude, there is so much, as usual, to talk about. Oh, yeah. You know, we saw Black Panther a couple weeks ago. 
you and I literally have not said a word to each other about it. I don't even know if either one of us liked it because we haven't said anything. (laughs) Well, that's been sort of the running theme with us though. We usually just kind of reserve our reserve our opinions for, especially for brand new movies. We just kind of, we let it sit and let it simmer and talk about it on the show. And that's kind of where we hear our first reactions to it. It is. I think there's been a couple exceptions. I think justice league was an exception to the rule and, yeah. and there've been some others. So, you know, jumping right in, you know, I got to say that after the two previous, <clears throat> excuse me, man, that coffee went down the windpipe and it is just <clears throat> having a hard time clearing it out. The, the last two movies, Marvel movies that we had mm-hmm. leading up to Black Panther, uh, <clears throat> Guardians Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok. Black Panther, in my opinion, was a welcome departure from the comedy theme of those two movies. Oh, yeah. You know, right. Ragnarok was very much an uh, uh, action comedy film. Yep. Uh, Guardians Volume 2. You know, we all know that the Guardians are going to be the more irreverent characters of the MCU. And you know that going in. <clears throat> so if you're looking for, you know, high drama and complex characters, uh, well, there are complex characters, but you know, yeah. like on the Shakespearean level, you're, you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. Black Panther was a very nice departure. Now, you know, Black Panther still had a, some moments of levity and some humor. I mean, it wasn't like we're serious. We're making serious things. It no. just didn't have that slapsticky feel that Ragnarok seemed to really fall back on heavily. And, and you and I both agree that Ragnarok was the best of the Thor standalone films. Oh, yeah. Easily. That being said, he's, those three movies aren't rocketing to the top of the MCU, you know, top 10 for, for you and I. And it, it just was nice to go into an MCU movie that's going to be a little bit more serious, not rely on some gags and shenanigans and really present what ended up being an extremely regal and, and I guess the best word that I can use to describe it, a very sophisticated superhero movie. Yeah, and I think it was to me it just I really loved that step into this world. They handled that transition um of knowing nothing about Wakanda to then understanding that Wakanda is not it's like you were just like thrown into this this world of like Wakanda is not this third world country. Wakanda has not been a third world country for a very very long time. Um, Tony Stark was dreaming of things that they were doing on a regular basis. And that's what I, that's the first thing that I thought of as soon as they like flew in and did that first fly in into the world. And in the, the sheet, you know, the, like almost like the, the wonder woman, um, uh, the, the like, you know, flying into the, Themyscira. Yeah. The mist yeah. was kind of lifted, you know, a little bit <laughs> and you walk in and it's just like, boom. And it's just this thriving metropolis of, just amazing technology and amazing uh, economic stature of an is in its own world and, you're, a, and the a first sustaining economy yeah, self sustaining that, that's not relying on yeah really imports I mean yeah. they're exporting out vibranium in small small quantities to oh yeah 
to keep up the illusion that they don't really have that they're mining. A lot. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just kind of chipping the way at the stuff. But uh, but watching mm-hmm. well, watching the fly in happen and watching everything, it was just like that's the my first thought was just like Tony is so. It's like we've got the replacement almost for Iron Man. Like we have yeah. like as I think about this movie franchise as a whole, we know that Tony Stark's character, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be playing Iron Man forever. We've been saying that for years. And it's like, OK, where is that replacement sort of happening? Because they got to do some handoffs, right? It just can't be like no more of this Tony Stark character. It's 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 got to be a replacement. And it came with Letitia Wright playing Shuri. Uh, it almost like the you look at the polar opposites of this, of the Tony Stark replacement, right? Old white guy to young black girl. (laughs) Like, and that's kind of where like things ended up. And I think that was, uh, it was, it was just really eye opening to see. Technical break. Uh, anyway, so, but the Iron Man, um, finding that Iron Man replacement, I think was really interesting. And that's the way I kind of saw, uh, it came, like I was saying, it came in this form of Letitia Wright, who I did not kind of expect to see it happen with another character in that vein. It was, you know, old, you know, older white guy starting to age a little bit to young black girl. (laughs) Like we have like replaced Tony Stark with like the, the immediate opposite of it. She's snarky. She's smart. She's, I mean, she's creative uh like the armament that she designs for 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 t'challa is is just epically impressive i mean we thought the suit for iron man 3 when he had it inside of his wristwatch was was something or not iron man 3 but uh civil war when he pulled out the the glove that was inside the wristwatch we thought that was cool and then it's inside of a necklace like deal with the deal with the entire suit being inside the necklace like that's what we these are the types of steps we get to take. And I'm super excited to have her at like the tech forefront. Um, as we see probably Iron Man's character start to get a little weaned out. Um, we still get that really cool sci-fi feel and that really cool tech feel from another character. And it feels like a really good handoff. I, I was, that was my first impression right away of just like, cool. We have a really welcome handoff between that type of character and we get to see this moving forward, phase four, phase five, you know, like as this continues to grow, I I don't know where the stopping point is, but I think like we're getting some really cool handoffs here. I I really loved it. I really loved, uh, loved her, loved her character. Yeah, I I felt uh, a lot of the same because, you know, I mean, just to... (laughs) just parrot everything you just said it's <laughs> it you know it it's and there's a couple of th- things that i think th- that lead up to that as well too when the, the the promotional material for this movie was the avengers have a new king and you can take that one or two ways right um just because well he's literally a king yeah so literally okay. yeah <laughs> he's literally a king literally a king i think it's also an allusion to uh, and, and to your point, that Infinity War, it is not going to have any sort of impact because of this buildup that literally started in 2008. Yeah, man. Okay, we're, we're getting really, really close to the 10-year anniversary of Iron mm-hmm. Man. Oh, yeah. And that's when all, this whole process got started, this gamble this 
experiment. It all started with that movie. And we've already talked forever and a day about it. And it's leading up to Infinity War this summer, part one, and then Infinity War number part two next summer. It will be absolutely excruciatingly difficult for Kevin Feige and Marvel to come out of these two movies after all of this buildup and drama and everything from Tony's PTSD to the Civil War to Thor's visions in Age of Ultron, none of that will be hang on dude like everyone's deciding to talk at the top of their lungs i don't know if my mic was picking it up um you're gonna have a lot of work to do on this part of the show apparently god bless it okay um that if there is no payoff with a death then there's going to be a serious rob. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be a theft yeah. of, it's not going to be as high stakes, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. If, yeah. If, we if need everybody, if everybody to, comes through this yeah. unscathed, yeah, that's going to be ha- super disappointing. Like yeah. it, it honestly would be. And I, you know, I was, I was kind of voting for someone to go in civil war. Like I thought we were going to see, you know, we saw that in the comic books where we saw like mutants, you know, or mutants, but, uh, you know, with their mutants in civil war comic books, but we saw that inside of, we saw that there, right? Like we saw mutant on mutant killing and everyone had like this whole realization, like, Oh my God, like we've actually, like we've gotten to the point where good guys are killing good guys. Like it's like, what, what is going on? And I thought, and I was like, for sure, like, dude, someone's biting the dust. Like someone's going to, going to get in the wrong place at the wrong time like it's going to be great and it didn't i wasn't disappointed in the movie whatsoever but you still had the major split like we've you know we've kind of got the ambical agreement at this point of each one of them understands each other's differences but we're no longer like we're not getting together on the weekends anymore but if the world's coming to an end we can probably set aside our differences for five minutes like it's it's to that level of that's it Okay, uh, so anyway, it, it, the, the payoff has got to be that you know someone ends up punching their ticket. Now, what does that have to do with Black Panther? I think it, it's still going to be somewhat of a given, and I would be very surprised if it doesn't go in this direction, that Tony does not make it through Infinity War. Either he doesn't make it, or something happens to him severely, or he just leaves, right? Yeah. If you follow any sort of storyline from the books, which we thought was going to happen in Iron Man 3 because there was a toy called for the Iron Man 3 movie called Deep Space Armor. So at some point in a script somewhere, Tony goes into space. And we remember we, we were kind of guessing like, is this how he meets the guardians? Yeah. yeah. Like he thought we were, he thought we thought he was going to run into the guardians. Right. And, uh, no, uh, they decided to, you know, anyway, I'm not going to rehash old Iron Man wounds with Iron right. Man three. Yeah. So bringing it to black Panther, 
I really believe they're setting up who is going to be the next provider of Avengers technology because up until now yeah. it's Stark. Yeah, it's, it's Stark Enterprises, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh it who who can afford vibranium for a new shield outside of Wakanda? Stark. Yeah. Right? Stark. He he is going to be the only one who can grab his checkbook and write a check and say how much for this vibranium do you, you know, how much does this cost and he can write the check for it. So I I liked that build up and what I really appreciate and and this is where Marvel and you know, in the DCEU to an extent, is giving us or not giving us and forcing us to sit through these elongated origin stories. The animation at the beginning of the film explaining Bast, explaining yeah. the vibranium, yeah. explaining the meteor, perfect. the tribes, like the why tribes, the one the, the tribe, why one tribe, tribes. yeah, yep. like left, like it's set, yeah, set the stage for the entire thing. Justice League. I praise Justice League for doing that exact same thing. Great way to intro the story there too. But yeah, man, like I was not having to sit through a young T'Challa as a boy and growing up and, you know, we've already, it was already well established in civil war uh, during Panther's introduction. that He was very close with his father that uh, when his father died, there was grief, there was loss, there was the acceptance of the throne with extreme humility yeah. and almost anxiousness. Like yeah, when he, he put the re- ring on, like he knew like that was the moment. This like, is what I'm supposed he's to black do. Pa- like he is the Black Panther. Like he is he is now the Black yes. Panther. Like that is Yes. It is now passed to him. That is his. And, yeah. And so I, I thought that was brilliant. Um, we, we didn't need to see T'Challa as a young boy no. growing up in Wakanda. That, that's a story that didn't need to be told here. And so the way it just, it, it, it throws us into the action. I, I really enjoy, you know, literally picking up just a few short time span between the end of civil war and black yeah. Panther. Cause he hasn't officially been declared King. He's just filling the spot, filling the role. Until right. the ceremony can take place, you know. And when you t- when you talk about the the, the visuals of the movie, uh, this was again where Marvel continues to set the the example mm-hmm. of a comic book movie. It was colorful. It was vibrant. It was alive, but without being like too much, like to the point of being cheesy to the point yeah. of just being well, the know, neon, just too- some of the neon colors, like when they did the city chase scene and the Lexus, like, you know, that, that technology where she was able to jump in remotely, like how yes. kill- that was so killer. Like that was just so killer. Like for that whole, that whole sequence, uh, just almost on yeah. the edge of my seat, just watching her drive that virtual car and bantering with him like this just beautiful moments just little those little nuggets there but the purples that they were able to use like for a lot of the coloring that those deep violets um when he went into uh when he went to to the tree essentially and saw the saw his lineage of yeah. black panthers and all those colors and how that worked in a dark space like they they really understood the negative space so that way like all the little lights could shine and i think that was it just did a really good job of keeping it you know when you think about the black panther you think about it's a dark character he's obviously got a really dark suit on uh, he operates a lot 
you know, at night, right? Like it's, yes. it's a whole, like it's a whole theme. How do you, as a Panther would a Panther, right. a Black Panther hunts at night. Cause right, that's right. when it's blending in. Yeah. Right? So how would you introduce color? And that? I think it was just, they just nailed it. And the, of course, like the, all of the, the costuming for his, uh, his guard, right? All yes. those amazingly strong women shown just as his guard kicking ass like the yeah. whole movie just she was so good the, I, the if, actress yeah. if i wasn't scared of getting kicked out of the theater i'd have just stood up and started clapping because just what a performance and what a stage set and we talk about this a lot we talked about this quite often especially when wonder woman came out of when are we going to see these female driven characters and these female driven roles that represent power that represent like the the royalty that they are it's just we need it like it it offers up this perspective that none of us are able to see inside of the marvel universe and we're and it's like we were just stuck waiting on captain marvel to come out um you know which i'm still excited about but it's like man it's it's that's a long that's a long ways off but watching you know watching those characters who uh, deny i think is how you pronounce the name yeah her uh you know obviously lupita and then leticia like all of these the strong 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 women characters angela bassett uh you know can't forget can't forget the mom like the queen you know still a beautiful woman angela bassett is a beautiful amazing it was just it was just so refreshing like i can't say like it felt like i walked into that movie just absolutely infused and refreshed and just like man this is our future like this is our future of mcu where we have these characters that that are full of loyalty no compromise i mean i loved her him and uh, who i think it's winston is it winston duke no not winston duke it's um daniel kaluuya yeah his character uh and denies character are obviously a couple like in the in the in the movie and Correct, right yes. at the end when she when he's like would you you know where's your loyalty lie and she's like i'm in love with wakanda yeah like yeah loyal to the king and i am love and i am in love with wakanda like that just just chill. i get chills now just kind of thinking about that scene and thinking about that relationship that they have um to this place that means more to them than anything else and I don't know, man. Like it was just so refreshing to, to sit there and there was some odd moments for me. And I don't know if you had these same odd moments. Um, the ceremony scenes like those, like the, the ceremonial fighting. And I know that that's like just right out of the comics where they would, would have the challenge days and he would strip himself of the black Panther power. Um, God, man, like those, that was a sharp right turn for me. Like that was like a very, like I had to kind of come around to that. Like later I had to circle around and just kind of really wrap my head around how that's working and how that like ceremony in this isolated, I mean, they're essentially still an isolated country. They're not third world, but they are super isolated and ceremony and, you know, uh, reigns, you know what I mean? It's just like this. Well, this, it was, this a, it was the world, blending of old world it was blending of tradition with the modern. Right. And I really mm-hmm. had to like, that took a right turn for me. So when they did it, they did it once. I was like, okay, like I get it. Like it's just, they're standing on, they're standing on ceremony here and, and that's how they do it. But the second time it happened with Killmonger, like that yeah. was my, that was my like 
kind of head headcock of like, man, I feel like this is we've already been here and seen like this. we've been uh, here and I don't I didn't yeah. I didn't understand I understand only the relevance of that's how he's a legitimate you know offering to the throne like he the, if he beats you know T'Challa like he that's that's his right to the throne and he's blood so he has a very much a right to fight for it but Correct. man when you talk about putting a page on the screen that just kind of like a page from the comic book right up to the movie screen like that was one of them that I just kind of went hmm like I, I had to I had to really circle the block a couple of times to get around it I, I think what what threw me for it is uh it was so heavily green screened and it, and it showed yeah. in, in those scenes and the waterfall, the, the big bat, oh, vast expanse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it was just <laughs> green screen at its, at its finest. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, uh, with that. And, and, you know, I didn't have quite the same thought, uh, through that. Uh, I, I, in fact, I, I maybe took a little bit of a different, viewpoint in that I've always been super fascinated by science fiction that blends again, like this tradition with, with modern and in, in the balance between the two. And, and you can see a lot of that even in, you know, real world uh, society, uh, you know, especially in Japanese culture and Chinese culture as the tradition uh, is, so heavily steeped into mm-hmm. the culture of the people, but how do you marry that uh, and continue forward with mm-hmm. technology? Yeah. And, and yeah, I've yeah. always found it just interesting to see like, you know, um, yeah, you know, when you, when you see like really cool imagery from Japan of, you know, pagodas um, surrounded, you know, these ancient pagodas surrounded yeah, yeah, yeah. by very modern skyscrapers. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and somehow it still all fits. It's like the skyscrapers were designed to blend with these ancient buildings that, that they're not going to be tearing down because right. of the incredible significance. So in terms of like the overall presentation of Black Panther, you know, and Unfortunately, because, uh, and, and we're not, I, I believe me, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this at all, but unfortunately, because there literally is nothing that people can do or say these days without some Yahoo or group, either to the left or to the right, reading some sort of political agenda mm-hmm. into something. All of that aside, Okay. I view Black Panther not as this crowning achievement. And hear me out, reasonableness, before you start, you know, picking up your sticks and rocks to start throwing at your uh, car stereo here. Okay. I don't see Black Panther as this pinnacle of African American filmmaking and African American led filmmaking because we've had it before and we will have it again. And I don't see this as any sort of indictment on the other side of colonialism, European expansion, none of that. What I saw Ryan was a well-written, well-acted, heartfelt message driven film featuring superheroes. And a country 
of artificial country, obviously, that was so engulfed in their own success. And T'Challa was so wrapped up in the tradition and keeping the secret and keeping the kingdom hidden. He got a little bit of a taste of what the outside world offered in civil war in terms of the threat that exists. Right. Cause you can mm-hmm. ask where, where were these guys during the invasion of New York city? They were safe. Where were they? They were protecting they, their you know, country. They were super, super safe. Right. They were protecting and, their, their country. That's what they were. And doing. they were not going to come yeah. out. Yeah. They were not going to come out unless somehow it wasn't Chitauri, a threat to them, which we're going to see in just about 50 days when mm-hmm. Thanos' army lays siege to Wakanda. And that was what, and not to completely derail or interrupt here, but, but I mean, but, but do, that you, was, do you understand where I'm, co- do you understand where I'm coming from with my, how I'm viewing this film that I, I don't see this as anything other than outstanding filmmaking. I think it's, well, I, I agree, but I do want to make note that it would be, I think it would be ignorant to say that obviously black Panther, right? When it came out in the comic books, when it was written, you know, when it was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, very different culture, very different time. Yes, like that, that was pointed at that was pointed at uh, social justice issues, right? Like it was pointed at, uh, it was pointed at social issues, uh, racism. It, it pointed right at to those eyes. And I think there was a lot of, there was so many nods to that. Um, and I think the, the, you know, the, the quick little insult, you know, the quick little comments to like when Martin Freeman was there of just, you know, I know who you are colonizer. Um, like there's like little things like that, that I think were nods to it. And I think that when you have an isolated culture, absolutely. That is educated about the outside world. They know about the outside world. They know what's going on and that's why they've chosen to stay isolated. But again, when you think about this movie and how it takes steps forward T'Challa is, is, is the bridge. He is bridging the gap and yes, out of, out of what you would, what I would consider nationalism. He is bridging the gap from nationalism to unity with the world. It's no longer about, it's no longer about just Wakanda. It is about this planet and the loyalty. That's the story that's being told. And I I think that's really important to note. I think it's really important to say that it, that it moves from this love of a country that moves from a loyalty to a country. And it doesn't discredit any loyalty. It doesn't discredit any honor. It doesn't discredit anything for that, that nation and its people to then share what's good, what they have with the rest of the world. And I think it moves from this, from a, you know, just to kind of enter, you know, we're entering a lot of political arenas here, but when you think about like that and how that's translated, it goes from nationalism to not nationalism. It goes to from nationalism to world unity. Um, and I think it, it's a very different picture of that. And I, and I'm, but I'm with you. I it's it's a fantastic film. It yeah, says a, it and it's it does say a lot socially. It does say mm-hmm. it does paint a picture of and and that's what our, that's what the stuff is supposed to do. It's supposed to hold up a little bit of a mirror and say okay like how can we make this superhero film relevant and touch hearts and touch lives around the world and make this uh make this something that people are going to relate to. And you know there's I've seen I see so many comments of people just going like, you know, when I was, you know, of seeing when I was a kid, I looked at Superman 
like and wondered you know of and this is a comments from from uh from black actors and spokespersons of just going when they were coming up they looked at batman and superman just going well those are great and i love those characters but when black panther kind of came to the forefront of this they said this mm-hmm. is something that their kids can look at and say man I, I feel like I can, I have this superhero that I relate to and it, yeah, it is because of a lot of, because of skin color. That's, that's, we can't ignore that. That's not something to ignore. It's something to celebrate and it's something to celebrate now. And I think black Panther allows a lot of open doors, a lot of open conversations and not just in those areas, but we have this beautiful, wonderful story that is taking this big picture. It does all of those things and it takes a big picture MCU and it transitions into the new Thor, right? The new Iron Man, the what's happening with Cap. Like we saw Bucky in the in the in the after credit scenes. Like we're taking all these awesome little things and we're also telling this huge, amazing 10-year saga story. And we're gonna be wrap, and this is our, and this is our bookend to phase what phase four or five, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it and, does and so much, and it's I, I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, anyway, are you, do I, guess, I like it? Well, yeah, I guess of course what I, I like wanna, it. <laughs> Well, I guess what I want to clarify is I, I don't think, and I don't believe that this movie that its intention was to be African American propaganda against because some people feel this way Ryan Mm -hmm. some people feel this way that this was a huge like black power black lives matter big propaganda movie and then on the other side there have been people who have said well this is you know an indictment on like complete colonization an indictment on you know, the damage done to the African continent uh, through slavery and expansion into that. I say you can't dismiss either one of those because what I personally loved about this storyline of Black Panther and what makes T'Challa such a, when I say sophisticated, this royal regal character and Chadwick Boseman was so expertly cast. Oh, yeah. In this role. 100%. Oh, yeah. And so kingly in this role. And he was also great, by the way, in the Jackie Robinson movie, 42, by the way. If you guys haven't seen that, excellent film. It's called 42. came out a few years ago with Harrison Ford. Brilliant movie. Chadwick Boseman was outstanding in that as well, too. Is that here you've got T'Challa. And he's listening to Killmonger, who is talking about the injustices of the African people outside of the safe little bubble of Wakanda Mm -hmm. and nobody in their right mind. Okay. Unless you're just a dummy would even try to dispel that. Mm -hmm. And I love T'Challa's response Mm -hmm. was we're not going to answer the violence and injustice with our own version of it. Hmm. Because ultimately what happens is you end up becoming the very thing in which you hate. Mm -hmm. And eventually someone will rise up and unseat you in the very same manner that you unseated the previous. 
Mm-hmm. That was the message that I got. Oh yeah, and it was a a brilliant way of portraying that story. And like I said, the the coloring, the the costumes, the soundtrack, the presentation, everything about it was so uniquely refreshing. From Guardians two and Thor Ragnarok, which we both liked. Now you know, reasonableness. Go back and listen to our volume two. Yeah. Recap. We're, we're not super fans. We came around a little bit on the Blu-ray release, being able to kind of soak it in a couple more times. It's not rubbish. We're not throwing it out. But it was it was, it was a letdown. It was not what we yeah, were promised. There were some disappointing moments. Correct. And to have these back-to-back movies that were a little slapsticky, a little goofball, a little too much yuckety yuckety yuck. To get back to something that's a little bit more, not that we need our comic DCEU, okay, we don't need our serious all the time, yeah, okay, but this was a serious story because we're, this was it, we're now bridging to the most crucial, critical moment in the MCU, and that's the Infinity War. Oh, yeah. This is it. This is it. And the time for just levity and shenanigans is is over yeah because it's about to get real i think it's this, about to get real yeah i think it just and really i like how that. black panther hit that mm-hmm. we're getting real reset button we we had our we had our laughs with the last two <laughs> i'm mary poppins y'all great line we all love it right yeah to thor hey we walk together <laughs> to we're it's gonna get serious yeah right and so I love the bridge of this movie. Uh, I plan on seeing it again uh, theatrically. I want to see it at least one more time. It's definitely one you got to experience on the big screen. It'll look great on our big TVs at home in 4K. It's going to look beautiful. But man, if this was a movie to experience on a big screen, oh yeah, this this is one. Oh, this yeah. is one, hands down. Yeah. Beautifully made movie. And you know, we don't spend a lot of time talking about soundtracks on this show. Uh, Hip hop, not one of my personally favorite genres that's just my personal taste that being said i am absolutely in love with the end credits music uh song called uh, pray for me mm-hmm. by the weekend uh featuring kendrick lamar mm-hmm. when you hear that song man you it just it encapsulates the movie black panther it mm-hmm. just you feel it and ryan i Going back to the comparisons to Tony Stark, I, I'm with you. T'Challa is going to be the new Tony Stark, and this is going to be the Tony that has the moral conviction. Uh-huh. This is going to be the Tony that you know should have been, and the man that Tony, I think, wants oh, to yeah. be. He gets in his right? own. We talk about it a lot. We talked yeah. about it a lot. It's, Tony Stark T'Challa is a is character the man that Tony wants himself. to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's and, and he he just trips over himself all the time. It's 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 the sickness that he has. He can't help it. He can't correct. help it. And it it will be you know because they had such limited exposure to each other in Civil War, so limited. Yeah. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how they they come together in in Infinity War. Well, it was almost clear of, that that Tony did not. He's not been to Wakanda. And no, and it's we know Tony Steve probably just sees and we Wakanda know, like everyone else does. It's yeah. just we know Steve has. We know it's we know. Uh, well, obviously Bucky's there. Um, mm. 
you we know, know Howard knew about it. Howard uh, knew because about that's where he got the vibranium, obviously, right? Because right. he says in the first Avenger, I paid a lot of money for this. Right. Yeah. While in the meantime, they were flying around in their in their you know in their rocket for, for, ships for like, lord knows how long yeah how right? long has that been technology been around i mean obviously yeah. they they did some great scenes of the the sterling k brown scene um as he you know he's killmonger's dad right uh yeah. like those i just i love that actor anyway sterling k brown's just one yes. of, he's a yes. fantastic actor anyway i loved seeing his scenes they were so heartfelt he's got um, I arguably probably one of the best crying faces in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah. to be yeah, honest, like the dude yeah. emotes through his face. And, and if you've, if you, I know we talked a little bit about it on last show, but, uh, his television series that he's on all the time is this is us. Um, if you've watched any number of episodes of that, uh, it, it's one, it's just a tearjerker all the way through, but he, um, the, his emotions and the way he emotes his, feelings as uh one a very he plays a very 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 intelligent um analyst uh on the show but the way he tries to work around all those emotions to go from that to like seeing him as uh you know this like pushing warlord like kind of character yeah, was really right. a cool transition um but man i'm a fan of sterling k brown i think he just he did a fantastic job playing those scenes uh and i'm so happy he's a part of the mcu um, dead or not, like everyone's in, everyone well, lives on yeah, forever. He's, he's dead, but yeah, he's officially a part of the, he's MCU a part of the MCU. Now, yeah. And I think it's just, he played that so well. So, well, so and a well. couple, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, no you're good. Yeah. I'll say a couple of other, you know, uh, actors, uh, that really deserve a lot of credit, you know, Forrest Whitaker. Uh, oh yeah, Zuri, man. That was great. Absolutely fantastic. You know, you, you talk about another actor who is, uh, very, good at emoting uh through facial expressions and and body movement and and i have felt for a long time that that forrest whitaker while he has received accolades has never really in my opinion been given the full due that i think he deserves this is the king's speech was quite you know quite the quite the welcoming party for him but he's been around for so long doing so much that He's it's uh, he he plays his roles in a way where you don't see Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And he and he. Yeah, that's really a great way to put it. I mean, even is something as abysmally bad as Battlefield Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, He's good in the role in which he was cast or even uh, what was a panic room. I think Dwight Yoakam was even in that one, like Dwight Yoakam and him. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, in, in, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Phenomenon with John Travolta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Talk oh, about yeah. a tearjerker. Talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Dude. My gosh. <laughs> oh, you yeah. You know, I remember when Joanne and I saw that in the theater, like in what, 95, 96? And yeah. she's like, <laughs> 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 right? Everyone he just was <laughs> his friend, you know, that he'd always like, yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. sniffling <laughs> in that theater. <laughs> Just, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Yeah. It, he was Need so great rice. in that. Uh, obviously, you know, I mean, hey, and here's a guy who can, you know, lay a claim to not only playing a character in the MCU, but also Star Wars yep, as Rogue well, One, too. Yeah, right? Wonderful role. In yeah. Rogue he was in yeah. Rogue One. So and then so I want to give a shout out to him. And of course, probably Ryan, the most underrated and overlooked actor in the last easily 15 years, Andy Circus, Andy Circus was so great. My heart broke 
a lot that, when I saw. Yeah, if I were to say a mistake, it. this movie made was killing Ulysses Claw. That I was did a not mistake. like that at all. It did not need to happen. <laughs> yeah, it I didn't did like it at all. Not need to happen. Ulysses Claw was so. <laughs> Andy Circus is so good. I mean, here's yeah. a guy. You know, Reason Bliss. I think it's it's a given if you're listening to this podcast. You've seen the Lord of the Rings and you know he was Gollum. Right. You may not know, or if you're a casual fan of Lord of the Rings, if there's such a thing. I don't know if there is such a thing as a casual fan of Lord <laughs> yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. <laughs> it's, what is that? A, a it's two and a half it's hour, light three reading. hour movie? Yeah, I could. Yeah, it's I, light reading. Yeah, it's I, light I, reading. I kick it around. Yeah. I put it on when I do chores. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to pay attention to anything that's going on. I can just jump in anytime and know what's going on. So, you know, as, as Gollum, that was him. Okay, that wasn't him voicing a CGI character. That was him. That was him and... leaping around. Yeah. As Gollum. Yeah. And Gollum's face was built off of his face. Fast forward to Peter Jackson's King Kong. That was Andy Circus <laughs> moving around as Kong and then building the wireframe on top of him. Fast forward to Caesar in three brilliant in my opinion planet of the apes movies that again is him that is not he's not voicing a cgi model that's him moving around and snoke that was him and and then snoke was built on top of him and then you look at his work where he's not you know (laughs) um in a in a black suit with little ping pong balls all over. Him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, a very underrated role in one of my personal favorite comedies. I love it. I think it's a fun movie. It's called Thirteen Going on Thirty with Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. Very right. fun movie. Yeah, very fun. I love that movie. It is fun. It's lighthearted. Very eighties. So as a product of the eighties, I get it. You get to see a very young Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. Who doesn't like watching anything Jennifer Garner does? <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Serkis plays her boss in that movie, and he's fantastic. He's hilarious, and he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he's extremely funny <laughs> when he's on screen. And then here he is as Ulysses Claw, and he's crazier than all get out. I just thought it was a huge mistake to kill him. Yeah, He could easily have been used, just like I felt Crossbones, the way he went out like a chump in yeah. Civil War, was lame. Crossbones is one of Cap's most formidable foes oh, yeah. that doesn't rely that got killed on in super an soldier sequence. serum. Yeah, and it literally goes out like a chump uh, in Civil War. So, again, you know, no superhero movie is going to be perfect. That, that is yeah. a nit that I will pick at. I did not like to see Ulysses Claw. Uh, I, I get somewhat why he needed to, but you still could have advanced the storyline without him dying without Killmonger yeah. uh, taking him out. So yeah. I think that I was think, a mistake. Yeah, but, I think, you know, they didn't ask that. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't call us all the time, right? No, but I think with, with that kind of stuff, like, you know, I have to kind of check out a little bit because 
I take when I'm watching when I'm watching these movies and I think about these movies, I literally think about them in comic book form where you don't have to see a character around for quite some time um, and they don't have to be around for quite some time for them to kind of pop back in and another issue and another kind of thing. But it's like at the same time, like I've kind of kind of check out of that mindset only because this is a movie series that needs to have a tighter story. They can't, they can't blow out all the expansions of, of possibilities that a comic book that allows you to, the freedom that that allows you to do that in comic books. Um, because you have a lot of freedom inside of comic books where the, these characters can kind of have little fringe storylines and on their own. And you'll read three pages about Ulysses claw doing something in, in a, in an issue. And then you won't see him again until another like three or four pages. And you get to read a little bit more about what he's doing. But when you think about that in sort of a movie franchise, man, it's it, the, those, those screen time, the screen time is just super limited. And if we're not going to get a, I guess here's my, here's my consolation prize. If we're not going to get a good Ulysses claw storyline, then, then yeah, <laughs> let's get rid of him. Like let's, let's put it down only because yeah. we can say there was a start and there was an end and there was a purpose to him dying. And yes. you know, it, but it's like, it's he wasn't kind just of, killed just to kill. Right. It was a purpose. It could it have been done a million other ways. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But if I'm thinking about the infinity war, like the infinity war volume is getting turned up. Like we've got to start consolidating some of these things of like, we've got to tighten up so that way infinity war isn't a giant mess, right? Like, cause infinity war runs risk of being a giant superhero mess. Well, infinity war won't work without Ulysses claw. So they have completely, <laughs> that's it. Botched I'm out. It. They've, they've bungled it from the start. So moving to Avengers, I, oh, I think man. it's safe to say that, yeah. uh, we, we both are, are given a big, you know, oh, yeah. yes to black Panther. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, I would have to say, you know, as we as we move into a little bit of Avengers proper news that I would say that this has probably been my favorite MCU film since uh, Civil War. Yeah, I really I really feel that way. I mean, Homecoming was, you know, exceeded our expectations tremendously uh, last summer. We were both very nervous going into that one. We're like, oh, brother. I didn't know if know? it was going to be a buddy movie, man. Like, it was just, yeah, you ran and, the, every trailer was a buddy movie comedy, you know? And it was, and yeah, it ended up not like, being that, which was beautiful and great. We we but, dubbed it Tony and his little buddy Pete, right? Yeah, is yeah, what man. we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And absolutely uh, smoked our expectations. And we walked away from that going, wow. Thank you. Finally, Spider Man done right. Thank you, right? Oh, yeah. What a shock. Put it in the hands of the people who created him and see what they do. <laughs> right. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, you know, but as much as we loved Homecoming, uh, we had our issues with Guardians Volume 2. We still liked it. We, we, didn't, we didn't throw it out. We didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. We, we both enjoyed Thor Ragnarok for what it is, though Civil War still had fun. is like... Yeah, Civil War was right up there with like, you know, the the first Avengers in terms of just like this is a an encapsulating moment that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the MCU and I felt that with Black Panther because we we're we're going from this little miniature Wakandan Civil War that we had, just like skirmish, right? Yeah. To they're now bridging to the outside world. We got the mid-credit scene 
where they're asked, well, what else does Wakanda have to offer? And he just kind of smiles. They've got a stone there. They have a stone. There can be no other reason why Thanos is attacking Wakanda in such strong fashion. They have to either that. Thanos is not interested in vibranium. (laughs) He could care less about vibranium. That man is not after vibranium. Yeah. So. It, it, it just, in my opinion, Ryan, it, it ranks right up there as pivotal moments yeah. before leading up to Infinity War that are right there with the first Avengers, right up there with Civil War. Black Panther is right there in terms of just, wow. We, yep. The table's now set. The, the plates are where they're supposed to be. The fork is on the right side of the plate. The wine has been poured into the glasses. We're sitting down and we're like, we're ready for that main course of the Infinity War, which brings us to. The news that the movie has now been moved up to yeah. an April release. And I, I don't understand this. Which was now, parodied through, honestly, a Twitter account, like conversation oh, between like what Robert so Downey Jr. And, and Marvel. So I, dumb. I, uh, you know, I. Uh, Sorry, that's stupid, dumb. Hey, I it was why don't we funny. really. Oh, <laughs> screw that. Just stupid. <laughs> I mean, just. John gets don't insult my intelligence Marvel yeah I'm sorry you you may have liked it I thought it was it was it doesn't matter it's funny like it just it's one of those things that like literally just doesn't (laughs) doesn't matter it's like it's dumb that's funny who cares anyway it's interesting I I, I don't know why it's really being moved up you know some people are saying well to capitalize off of the success of Black Panther oh oh, hang on Hang on. A weekend is going to ruin that? Like, what? What is that? Two weeks? Yeah. Between? No, it's not even two weeks. Is, is that a week? No. It, it, no. It, 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 <laughs> Avengers this, is going to make... If this doesn't come out one week the, earlier, we're going to blow it. Sorry. That's... <laughs> what? I, I can tell you exactly why, Ryan. And it goes back to what we talked about last episode. And I'm not going to go on another rant, but it's to give Solo breathing room. Disney knows they've got a lemon on deck with Solo. Yeah. A lemon. It's going to be a lemon. They know it. And they can't have Solo coming out just, I think it was like three weeks, three weeks or four weeks post Infinity War. Because yeah. right now, nothing is touching Black Panther. Nothing. It is making so much mula pesos yen dollars yeah it's making money okay and we know that infinity war brian will and my guess is was it it, it it's going to come real close to a two billion dollar movie i really believe that i think this movie yeah. is going to make a ton oh, gobs it's going to be a two billion gobs of it, money. it will it, it will surpass last jedi i i believe that oh yeah and so they got to get it away from solo because if Solo, again, I firmly believe Disney knows they got, they got a stinker on yeah. their hands. They got a stinker. And the only explanation is you got to put distance between Avengers and Solo. Because if you push Solo too far into the summer, then you're going to start competing with your animated films, right? Because Disney always has at least two animated films that yeah. make their way during the summer. One's going to be from Pixar and then one will be directly from Disney. Yeah. So you can't otherwise push those that'd be two in the far. same month and that would just kind of, yeah. Right. So you can't push it too far and then you're like, yep. okay, well, <clears throat> and you can't push it to holiday 
because th- there's big holiday movies on deck. You've got Aquaman that's coming that hopefully is going to mm-hmm. produce. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hope springs eternal. They've got to give, they got to give solo some breathing room. That is the only explanation that I can find. It cannot be so we can capitalize on this incredible success of black Panther. Black Panther could still be doing 50% of the business that it's doing now. And Avengers infinity war would still be a huge success. Oh yeah. Well, Avenger, you have it, July. Infinity war yeah. does not depend on black Panther success is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, and that's not to devalue black Panther at all at all it just makes it that much more bigger it was already going to be big now it's just going to be bigger it's got to be to give solo breathing room it has to be well the only other uh unless i'm missing something i don't think i am but uh the the last marvel movie of 2018 is ant-man and the wasp which Which is is july July. yeah which is the summer so if you push if you push solo into july now i can tell i'm going to tell you right now Ant-Man and Wasp will be more successful in the box office than Solo will be. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, dude, I man, I am fully prepared for Solo to be a dog. I that that is what I'm just <laughs> a panting dog <laughs> yeah, sitting dude. in the backyard in the middle of the summer, just <laughs> tongue, tongue flopping out the side. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, other than that, so you, we've got we've got what we had a February release. We're going to have an April release. We'll have a May release and then we'll have a July release. And that's all yeah. from Disney studios. Um, and there's, there's an anime. I know there's a Pixar somewhere this summer. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know which one it is, but I, there, there's gotta be a Pixar somewhere. Yeah. Well, more than likely. You want to, if only we had that worldwide database of information again. Uh, that we yeah. Had I'm last not too week. sure. Like what's the, what, what, Oh, Incredibles two. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is going to be a big blockbuster. Looks, which looks yeah. awesome, by the way. Like super oh, of excited yeah, the, about that. Yeah, the Incredibles is an, is incredible. Yeah, I've got a picture of me at Disneyland with the Incredibles. We're all flexing. I watched I watched the trailer of the Incredibles two, uh, probably two nights ago, or no, when it came out, like about three or three four days ago, um, and ended up watching the Incredibles all right after that. I actually just turned yeah, on the, the movie. Incredibles is fun. It's a it's fantastic fun movie. movie. So good. So, so yeah, fun. so Incredibles very 2 good. in the summer. And returning cast as well too, which yeah. is really good. So it's oh, going to yeah. be the same same voiceover. So yeah, it just, Ryan, there's no explanation that I that I can find that makes sense. Yeah, man. I think you're right. I think it's just, breathing room. You, otherwise you have two movies releasing in the same month, 20 days apart, um, that they, that Disney really wants to try to make their money back on. You know, like you're going to make your money. I'm kind of, I'm with you, dude. Like I, I don't make uh, a lot of uh, absolute statements right before something comes out. If I don't know much about it, uh, it's just not my style, but I, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, man. I, the Donald Glover is the best part about solo right now. It's um, a dog. And it should be, it dog, should be a Lando man. story. Like it really should it's a be. Dog. It should have been the Lando. Fact that we, <laughs> we still don't have a full trailer. All we have is a teaser. That's not a full length trailer. Yeah, and it's all, and we're less than two months away. Like it's May. It's well, coming we're in May. 50, we're, yeah, we're 50 days away from Avengers Infinity War. Add about another, you know, dude, 13, the machine is, days. but the machine, like when did we, we had trailers a, a year in advance yep. for these other Disney movies, a year oh, in advance dude, for these last, last movies. Jedi. We had almost a year. It was a uh, year. Uh huh. And here we are not even three months away and we're still like itching for a trailer teaser. Ooh. All it is, is a teaser, dude. It's a, I'm telling Things you, man, are not I, looking good. 
It's a dog. It's a Things it's a lemon flavored dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stinky wet one. Stinky wet dog. And but, I will yeah. be there opening weekend. Sure, man. I said it. I said it on our last episode. Yeah. I will say it again. Reasonableist. For those of you who follow us on Twitter, you all should be following us on Twitter. For those who follow us on Twitter, if I am wrong, I will tweet. I was <laughs> wrong. Yeah. I know you'll do If it. I was right, I will say nothing. Because <laughs> nothing needs to be said. But, uh, but dude, yeah. Uh, I, I, we, hashtag yeah, should have been I'm Lando. Not, dude, that's if I I'm get too wound about, up, I'll go on another solo rant. That's and what I, I'm going to say I the rest of it is hashtag yeah. should have been Lando. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that should be the trending. No question. Hashtag should have no been Lando. So sticking with Marvel, um, Jessica Jones season two starts this week. Oh yeah, man. Very excited for that. It's about time. Thank you. It's about time. We still haven't even seen daredevil season three either. Like we're just kind of like, well, we had the defenders, you know, that should have satisfied you, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Shame on me. What your problem is. Don't your problem. That's my bad. Well, you know, and and here's, I think again, what we're going to see with the challenge with Netflix is, you know, we schedule. had Daredevil seasons one and two. Excellent. Jessica Jones. Excellent. Luke Cage. Inconsistent. Yep. And okay. Then. Is the best way we can describe it. Inconsistent. Some episodes were really, really great. Some were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And others were just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. Cool. And then Iron Fist, which was getting bad, getting worse, getting worse, getting worse, getting worse to like, now I'm just watching watching this this so I can finish it. Right. Oh yeah. You and me both, man. Yeah. And then the the defenders, which was good. Enjoyed it. It was, it was concisely told eight episodes. episodes. Beautiful. Wonderful. Done. Perfect. Loves the defenders. A a reset of the uh, iron fist character made him much more likable, made him a lot less whiny. Made him more confident. Mm-hmm. It it was it was good. It was good, and also building the the building blocks for a potential Luke Cage and Iron Fist team up, right? Which those oh, two yeah. belong together, and Absolutely. which I have said, Ryan, and I will continue to say, those two never should have had separate TV shows. <clears throat> that it should have been Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. That's that's what it should have been from the start. Those two characters, in my opinion, even in print to this day do not work well apart from each other. They work much better together. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's beautiful together. Yeah, man. Jessica Jones, I am really looking forward to this, especially after The Punisher, which was so good. Just epically good. Ryan, I mean, I know I wanted to savor the flavor with The Punisher. Man, I ended up just... I was was watching about two a day. When it's that good, though. It was so hard. Punisher is so so good. John Bernthal, man, dude, again, we could go on and on about the Punisher, which by the way, Punisher season two has been confirmed by Netflix. So that's fantastic. That's a no brainer. Real excited about Jessica Jones because something that we didn't see in season one is the exploration of how she got her abilities. Oh yeah. Her powers. Yeah. We had a brief flashback that the same chemicals that affected Matt Murdock have also affected Mm -hmm. Jessica. Yep. So uh, we know that's in play. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, we, we, we have said on this show that it took about two or three 
episodes for it to really start to, you know, really get going for Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, right? I mean, I remember watching the first episode. I'm like, mm, man, are we just kind of playing to just typical tropes? You know, I'm a tough chick who drinks and I punch dudes in the face and I'm rebellious, right? And yeah, yeah. You know, and then you get to it was a relevant two. question, though. I mean, like when you're right. watching that, when you're watching the first couple episodes, like it gets it, it's a it's a bike ride, right? Like it just kind of like that it takes yes. a good hard push to get going. Once uh, you get up that hill, you'll be yeah. good to go. Yeah, man. And then by the time we get to episode three, and we're starting to be introduced to the Purple Man and his manipulation, yeah, Kilgrave, yeah. how he. Yeah, Kilgrave. Well, he goes by the Purple Man in the books. But yeah, yeah, Kilgrave. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and just wow. I mean, you're just on this ride of you know, not just uh, sexual abuse, but like mental sexual abuse at the same time, and just some very uh, mature adult themes. Definitely, Jessica Jones is not for the uh, you know ten and under crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, I, I know I'm not going to say that I'm going to binge watch or savor the flavor. I I'm just looking forward to having Kristen Ritter back as that character. I thought she was really good in the defenders was able to kind of clean up her physicality a little bit. And, yeah. and, and you know, so it's a story she's not, that yeah, I'm interested in for sure. Yeah. She's not going to be, you know, jujitsuing it up. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, daredevil is that's not her type of character, but I think we're going to see a Jessica who is much more willing to embrace her abilities mm-hmm. after the events of the defenders than she was in her first season where she's going to be like, Hey, I've got these abilities. Mm-hmm. There's really no reason why I shouldn't use them yeah. when applicable. And, yeah. I, and I think we're going to, I think we're going to see that yeah. in season two that she's going to start that embrace, which is really good. And that's a little thing that we call character progression and character growth. It's amazing what happens when they start doing that. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, you know, obviously we don't, we don't, again, Marvel doesn't give us sneak peeks on Jessica Jones either. I don't know yeah. what the problem is, but the Netflix, <laughs> the Netflix series is, are wonderfully held back. I think it's a really good move and um, it's enough to tease. And, uh, you know, knowing that uh, the man in purple is going to be back or purple man, you know, is going to be, is going to be back. Uh, David in Tennant, some, in some fashion, you yeah, know, it might be, be we might be seeing some, some remnants, you know, he's, he, He's a, a a mental right. It was a mentalist character, right? Like he he controlled. Yeah, he will never leave her. Controlled their never, thoughts. Controlled yeah. like and of course like the mark that he left is uh, can be very much represented by a physical person. Much regardless of the fact of what happened at the end of episode, you know, at the Correct. end of Jessica Jones one. And he's always with her in yeah. some way. He's always like with that her. nightmare is never over for her and i think and obviously that plays a lot to what her character goes through you know you think about why would she just be carrying around a bottle of jack all the time well it's probably because she can't ever stop thinking about that like that's <laughs> to probably drown out why. the demons like yeah. it's, it's it's literally a part of who she is as a person which is tragedy like it's just tragedy in a character um and to 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 see some of these walls start to get chipped um is really wonderful and i'm really looking forward to seeing um some emotional scenes from her 
Yeah, um, because we haven't we really in- gotten a ton of that. We saw chips of those only in like rage, though. Like that was she was angry, and that's why she was was at, you know that's what the emotion was. But we haven't seen these like full like a, a full breakdown, like a like these like moments where she's vulnerable and she's emotionally available. Like we haven't seen that from her yet. I'm really excited to see if that gets explored. We saw just a touch in defenders yeah uh, in yeah. the in the finale when they they're all when the when cage uh danny and jessica all believe that daredevil has died mm-hmm. and there is that where jessica sees that obviously luke sees that he's there's a bigger picture right around him yeah right uh Cage is his. By the time we get to defenders, he is embracing his abilities. He's not afraid to hold back yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, Danny. I mean, again, almost a complete rewrite of his character between Iron Fist and Defenders. And again, we applaud that. Well yeah. done. Thank yeah. you. He needed a major rewrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is wonderful. It's been done, and I love the poking fun at it. And yeah, just making right? you know, and just kind so, of, just kind of like, okay, let's let's poke the bear a little bit. We understand that line that Sigourney move. Weaver t- says. Oh, it's, yeah. She goes, "I was expecting someone more whiny or something like that." Yeah, it was. So, it, was it was you know <laughs> very, definitely poking fun at yeah. it. It, the mistakes that it were got made. wonderfully self-aware, which which only puts trust back into when I see like Luke Cage season two coming, you know that and that's yeah, that's, that's, that's been announced, right? Yeah. And then we'll mm-hmm. obviously see uh, an Iron Fist season two. But I'm I'm trusting these franchises a little bit more. Um, I'm going to welcome them back in to say, okay, like you know, I see Defenders, I see the the course corrections, I see the poking fun and being self-aware. Um, Let's see how that let's see how that plays out. Let's see how you well, let's see how that that happens in thirteen episodes. Well, the momentum <laughs> has shifted because by the time Iron Fist ended, Ryan and in you and I were not in the minority on this one oh, no. when it came to Iron Fist. Yeah, 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 was by the time that was completed, the majority of us were like, "What has happened? How did we go from two? incredibly great seasons of daredevil especially season two yeah an incredible season of jessica jones to then starting to slope down into this very in 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 we took issue with a lot of people who gushed over luke cage because we're like i don't know are you guys watching the same show we are right i mean it yeah and then to the just disaster that was Iron Fist. I mean, literally, I mean, you and I, I think, walked away from that with very few gems, very few gems. And, and I like mm. how you, you said the, the, the boss fight was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the Diamondback, you know, the dad. Di- no, no, no. Iron Fist. The boss fight was the dad of the, oh, of the company. Yeah. Like that was the <laughs> final boss fight is just this yeah. other dude. Yeah, him and like this him and his girlfriend. Him and his girlfriend can cut through like armies of ninjas, but yet they can't beat. What, what was the, the dude's dude name? Is so, oh, man, so forgettable. Oh man, I'm yeah. losing it now. But yeah, the dude can punch through walls, but we're like we're struggling with with we're struggling against with, dad with daddyo here. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, like come yeah. on, like and then you know we we get the the really good defenders and then the outstanding Punisher. So it. We're on an upward swing. So hopefully, yeah. you know, the Jessica delivers and then, you know, Luke Cage, which is going to be uh, in a couple of uh, it's couple, in July, July 22nd, yeah, couple, couple months. Yeah. So 
So, uh, man, again, so much. We got we got to keep moving on. Keep moving on. We've got Kristen Wiig allegedly as Cheetah. Yeah, that's kind of a interesting left field, right? Apparently, and I was reading this article, you know, a couple, you know, when it came out like a week ago, I think, and people were kind of like, I just saw it kind of start to bubble up in my in the Twitter feed. I'm just like, really? Like, it, talk about curious acting, curious castings before and. You know, I can't, we can't, again, rehash how many times, you know, we've been, both been wrong about just Gal Gadot and, 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 and how wonderful she's been as Wonder Woman. But, uh, and then now <laughs> the knowing wonder, the wonderful Wonder Woman, <laughs> right? Wonderful Wonder Woman. And it's, it's, uh, it just kind of like when, when we're hearing the news about, uh, uh Kristen Wiig, who we both are extreme fans of. We both love oh, Kristen yes. Wiig. Um, she's a brilliant comedian. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you haven't seen Bridesmaids, pause this episode, go watch Bridesmaids, pee your pants, and then come back. Uh, so just good. wonderful movie. And, you know, she's a brilliant comedian, does what she does. Uh, but then hearing about her being, you know, potentially cast as Cheetah, uh, which is, you know, you want to talk about main rivals, you know, the rogues gallery of Wonder Woman. Uh, Cheetah is the one of the top two of of enemies with Wonder Woman. And, and to know that she has been kind of not it's not confirmed, but it's a lot of rumors around it. Not only has it been just rumors, Patty Jenkins has now been reported as this is her pick. She approached Kristen Wiig. She wanted Kristen Wiig to play this role, and apparently Emma Stone was in the running as well. Emma Stone turned it down. So we could have had an Emma Stone cheetah, which is yeah, also just as... When, yeah, one. it's like it, yeah. both of both of the, the, these women as, as cheetah is just kind of weird, um, but I oh, trust man. Patty Jenkins. You know what I mean? Like, at the same time, like, I have a lot of trust in Patty Jenkins' ability to tell a great story with really great people. So, if Kristen Wiig is going to walk on screen in cheetah makeup, then I'm going to see Kristen Wiig walk on screen in cheetah makeup and hopefully eat up every moment of it. Well, it's... You you bring up a great point that it's really, other than Ares is Wonder Woman's number two villain. Yeah. And Cheetah has played a huge part in Wonder Woman's standalone adventures under Rebirth. And if you guys aren't reading her standalone adventures under Rebirth, I don't know why you're not. It's fantastic. Some of the best reading, I think, probably outside of Batman (laughs) under Rebirth. So it's a very important character to cast and yes, we we have been wrong. We were wrong clearly about uh, Gal. We were wrong about Heath Ledger. The the list can go on and on. We could very well be wrong about the young man cast as Han Solo. It's just when I think of someone to play Cheetah, I I don't think of someone who is more in tune with comedy and more quirky type independent films like someone like a Kristen Wiig. And that's not to diminish her talent as an actress because she's very good. She's not just good at making you laugh. You reference bridesmaids. She's incredibly funny in that movie. 
but she's incredibly funny because she's incredibly awkward as well. Like her physical, awkward. like the way she operates with her body and includes that into her performance. Like Correct. she's an awkward person. And so it's yes. like to think about her in a fighting choreography role, like uh, unless uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's right up there with Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, so, which also we f- just discovered tonight, apparently it's been in the news for a day, that Tom Cruise oh, yeah. may be considered for Hal Jordan. And goodness gracious, <sighs> I, you know, Tom Cruise had his, there was a time for Cruise. And the time has come and gone. The the man is not blockbuster gold like he has been. When you look at his last film, Mummy proved that one. <laughs> the Mummy, the Jack Reacher sequel. Yeah, that was not well received. Did not do well. <laughs> he had another one that was clear Oscar bait. The the title escapes me, but it's based on a true story of a guy who's a cocaine dealer and he was having drugs flown in. Clearly, that was Oscar bait material. Didn't even get a whiff of the Academy oh, Awards. The, the American, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah, the American. Yeah, sort of yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't even get a cursory fart, you know, from the Academy. Oh, not even close. American yeah. made. American made. American made. Yeah, made. Not like Amer- made like clean your house. That's a <laughs> terrible comedy from the eighties. He was in the American made uh, Tom relaunch. Cruise. Tom Cruise was. Was Tom Cruise is yeah. American made. I think honestly, so, the last real strong, like he's had, you know, a, a mission impossible rogue nation, I think was, was a saw. I liked, you know, I have a, a saw. I was telling you, I had this soft spot in my heart for the mission impossible series. Uh, and he they keeps are, going back to that yeah. because that seems to be at least where he can. There, there's just kind of like something a going there. Yeah. And then yeah. edge of tomorrow was honestly like probably very good movie. The, as well too. the, yeah. the best, the best Tom Cruise movie that's been made in the past, uh, I don't know, looks like the, you know, when you look back before that, we had Oblivion, which was bad. Jack Reacher, which was bad. Rock of Ages, which was that musical, which was bad. Which was bad. <laughs> and then, the then Mummy, you had which Mission bad. Impossible Ghost Protocol. Like, then you had that one. Then you had Valkyrie, you know, before which that. Which is okay, but and not then, one person portraying a Nazi even yeah. attempts a German accent. Tropic Thunder Nothing like was watching before Kenneth that. Branagh. And then Mission Impossible 3 was before that. So, yeah. Nothing like these, watching Kenneth Branagh, who's completely British, yeah. playing a German soldier. With a and British accent. Not even attempting a German accent. Dude, no like, one Sean did. Connery like, is it was a, Russian. a whole. Like, that I Sean watched. Connery is a Russian. <laughs> yeah. We will park the submarine off the coast of New York. <laughs> yeah, Sean, do you mind? Uh, hey, this guy's Russian. What do you, can you do anything with that? I just did. <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> you're right, Sonny. We'll move on. No. I'm Sean Connery. As I was saying, we will park the submarine off the coast of New York. Perfect. Thanks. What a sad, what a sad environment. You're welcome. <laughs> so sad. That's all I think about. It's just an actor that's not, not aligning with what like the directive creative vision could Sam, be. And it's Sam just Neal. everyone realizes it at yeah, the right? time of the shooting that it's not going to happen that way. And we have to make this movie anyway. I'm Sean Connery. 
we it's named a dog happen. Indiana. So it, <laughs> yeah. And then you got Sam Neill, who's a, yeah. another under, very underrated actor, oh, super solid, who's nailing his Russian accent beautifully. And you're Sean Connery. <laughs> we will park the submarine off the coast of New York. Oh, anyway. <laughs> So yeah, Sean Connery is the cheetah. So <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery is the cheetah. Ah, no, 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 but no. you know, Tom Cruise as Green Lantern. I, I think that's one. Hopefully that is just. T- you know, Ryan, you said as we were bantering before we hit the record button. That what these superhero movies need and what they have delivered for the most part are fresh talented mm-hmm. people yeah now you had some you've had some tried and trues right i mean chris evans had been around for a while yeah Pe- people knew his name yeah though no slight to chris evans i think he's a tremendous actor and a lot of the stuff that he's done outside of the mcu is really good he wasn't a blockbuster actor what he had, he had Fantastic he Four underneath his, his belt and uh, Not Another Teen Movie, I think was the other Which solid one. Which is one of the funniest <laughs> movies ever made. One of the funniest movies ever made. If you have not seen Not Another Teen Movie, hit pause, go watch that <laughs> go watch one that as one well, now. too. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's so funny. But I mean, he wasn't, but it wasn't like this. He wasn't a action movie standard walking no. into Captain America. It was, it, Correct. you know, when he walked on the stage and it's just like, dude's been working out, you know, that's kind of what everybody just kind of like, you took, you took two steps back of like, dude, this, this is the guy like this is this the, was Johnny. This was Johnny storm. This was Johnny storm. <laughs> yeah. This is the skinny kid. Like, you know, he's never in bad shape, but he was not built. He no. hit the, and you know, he hit the gym, ate some chicken breasts and hit the gym. Lots of white rice and, and steamed <laughs> chicken breasts for dude, that man. Dude. And, you know, you take, you look at another character, another character, another actor like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Who was, again, I mean, not a blockbuster actor. Okay. I mean, he had some mild hits yeah. here and there. But was mostly known for independent work, some more, you know, these quirky art house type films, not devaluing his work by any means, but, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a big blockbuster name. Yeah. Now you've got some sprinkling in of bigger names, obviously Robert Downey Jr., right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Was a, was a well-known name when he was cast as as Iron Man and, and, you know, people knew who he was and he had, he had a history of uh, some, some big films behind him. And then you bring in some others as well too, right? And then on the DCEU side, obviously you've got Ben Affleck, right? Uh, but what the DCEU has done successfully is bringing in some talented people that either was going to be a, a potential huge risk, like a Gal Gadot, which ended up paying off yeah. in dividends, right? It, the Flash, fantastic casting there, took a risk. Jared Leto. Again, is, is Jared Leto been a huge blockbuster actor? Do studios go, you know what's really going to bring in bank? Jared Leto. Yeah. No. No. no, no. no. Great supporting actor, especially in uh, the Millionaire Buyers Club. Fantastic, along with Matthew McConaughey. Great film. Jared Leto is incredible in that movie. Casting him as the Joker, a gamble. And we say it paid off. So... Why do we feel like 
we need to fall back on someone like a Tom Cruise whose bankability as as a box office success is questionable. Yeah. It's questionable. I mean, Batman is going to sell tickets. Yeah. Based on Batman. Right. Yeah. We saw that with George Clooney. I mean, Batman and Robin wasn't the most successful movie, but it made, it made some money. At least his first weekend. Because <laughs> it was a Batman movie, right? Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Ho- hopefully there's no real merit to it. I, I, I feel like that would not be the direction that the DCEU needs to take right, is yeah. Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. Uh, uh, either a sh- just one of those like short-lived handover roles where it's you know he plays the for he plays the he plays the lantern that's given it to someone else like in the first 10 minutes of the movie now that i could see, you know it could be that where i could see you know where hal jordan's been just off planet and or he's a member of the green lantern Corps. yeah and he he's not hands, hal jordan yeah and he right? hands over the ring or you know transitions that power like that would be kind of cool I, you know i don't mind that of course but it's just like i would or, rather or see even take some a fresh risk. faces than than watching Tom Cruise, you know, go after Green Lantern for three and a half movies. Or, or how's this for a risk? You have him play Abin Sur, the yeah. one who dies and the ring goes to Hal Jordan. Right, right, yeah. And, and have him potentially, or, you know, screen capture him like you do Andy Serkis, or have him voice a CGI creation. Yeah. That would be, I, I, would ha- I okay. wouldn't have a problem with that if no he would have, you know, or put him in prosthetics and he plays Abin Sur. And like you said, he has 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. It, I don't, there's, I don't see anything wrong with that. No worries. That would actually be pretty cool and say, oh, dude, that was Tom Cruise, you know, giving the movie a little bit of a rub, sure. but also not being, I'm Tom Cruise, starring Tom Cruise, <laughs> playing Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, know? dude. So anyway, I'm with you. anyway, anyway, moving on from there, we got uh, the first pictures of Shazam as well, too. That looks like the comic book straight out <laughs> of the page. You could not. Right. I mean, Shazam was always. Right. You know, you think about yeah. You think about a lot of the characters, uh, a lot of comic book characters that we get to see now, rather than probably never seeing them on the big screen. And I think that is a treat more than it is a curse. Um, you know, a lot of people would probably argue with me that they'd rather never see this character on the big screen without it being done exactly the way they want it to be done. They would just rather see, they would rather see nothing than this representation of it. I disagree. Whole- All the people who hated <laughs> last Jedi yeah. hated it because it wasn't what they wanted. That's, yeah. Right. That's a perfect example. So I'd much rather see um, these characters make it to the big screen. Uh, even if they're rough, even if it's like, Hey, man like that just didn't work i'd rather see that than not see that at all i'd not see it at all i think shazam is going to be man you know mcu and i'll say i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times mcu put a talking raccoon on the screen and we all ate it up with spoonfuls like we just could not get enough of rocket Right. Like, and and that was a talking raccoon. And then another character, another character that walked around with him that said three words the entire time he ever spoke. I'm just saying, if you can, if we can sell that, then Shazam is not too far from that kind of stuff. I mean, one, the name is absurd as a, as a superhero character. When I first found out about this character, I'll never forget it. I went for, for real. Like that's, that's the name is Shazam. And I was like, okay, well, well, what does he do? Well, it's actually a kid. 
well, what does the kid do? Well, he says Shazam, and then he turns into this like huge super guy. Wait, what? And then you take that, and then the the writers of the Shazam series, the writers of the Black Adam series, have taken this kind of absurd idea of this, you know, this boy being able to turn into this. I mean, that's just, you talk about like, that's every the power kid's, of the God. Yeah. Every kid's dream, uh, yeah. to, to turn into a superhero that is huge and bulky muscle. And it's like, you've taken that idea and they stretched it out into what is really a rich, rich story that has spanned, you know, decades, uh, and lasted quite a while. And, and, and it has had some really strong encounters with Superman. Uh, there's some oh, really, he good... has gone toe to toe with Superman. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, because and... he can, because he's magic based. Yeah. And what, one is one of Superman's weaknesses is magic. He has a potentially unlimited power. Magic. Superman still mm-hmm. has limited power. You know, but when you think about the magic and the properties of magic, they kind of can be unlimited. It's not really like there's not really a big limit there. But uh, they, you know, there's some really good animation. The Return of Black Adam, I think, is 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 one of the one a really good animated uh, movie uh, that that features. Uh, you know, obviously Shazam, Superman, and Black Adam, all fist fisticuffs all the way around. And it's really, really a lot of fun. And um, Dwayne Johnson will be portraying yeah. Black Adam. And the, right? yeah, Dwayne Johnson is going to be coming back as Black Adam. I think that's going to be a, you know, I've, the, you know, we talked about him a lot last episode. Don't want to run the guy, uh, you know, another another gamut here. But uh, The Rock is in a lot of stuff right now, um, and it's and I just hope by the time uh, Black Adam hits, we're not uh, we're not ever, ever no one's uh, rock too fatigue. fatigued. Yeah, exactly. It's not a fatigue um, because I do think he was a good cast for Black Adam. I think that is yes. a great cast. I I just would hate to see uh, the fatigue happen and then it not be as good as it could be only because of that reason. So yeah. Yeah. But Shazam. Shazam Yeah. He's, he is a very interesting character. In fact, uh, he is one of the few uh, in print that have made Superman bleed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so Doomsday Obviously being one, right? Doomsday Uh, Shazam, because again, he's magical based comes from the power of the gods. Uh, can harness uh, uh, lightning. Now he's not the god of lightning and thunder like a Thor. Uh, it doesn't work in that regard. But th- th- I mean, there was a comic in the '90s where Shazam and Superman tangled it up, and Shazam filled Superman with uh, quite a bit of electricity that caused Superman to bleed out of his eyes. It was it was a lot. Yeah. Now, ultimately, Superman did get the upper hand. Though Shazam gave him a run for his money. Like I said, he's one of the few characters that outside of having to use kryptonite, we, did, we can't count Batman and Green Arrow shooting Superman with a kryptonite arrow in the Dark Knight Returns and then, you know, wailing on him with right. counting. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in drawing blood that way, because he did draw blood. And if you want to uh, go full strength fight. to full strength, Shazam can, can hold his own. Yeah, and he's he's one of the few. Like I said, Doomsday is one. Shazam is another. So it's, I, I I'm interested in this movie. Now we look at this one little still shot, uh, which which you can find. We can throw it up on our Twitter. Yeah, page there's a few. Well, the people have been. It's filming in Toronto, so people have, uh, they, you know, as they look out their office window, they look down on the street. And there's a dude in a red costume. 
<laughs> you know, it's kind of running well, around with a, yeah. with a white cape on. So Zachary white, yellow boots. Yeah. Zachary Levi is Shazam, uh, which I think is a, uh, is interesting. I think is more than more of the term I'm using. I really like Zachary Levi as an actor. I liked Chuck. I thought that was a fun, you know, TV series while it lasted. Um, he played in Thor, um, as the replacement character for, uh, mm-hmm. one of Thor's, uh, uh, group, uh, there and, and did a great job dying in the last movie. <laughs> he did a great job going down with the team. Uh, yep. but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it, you know, I kind of like to see him in this like lead role. I'm interested to see it. I, you know, it's not, I'm like, man, I've been waiting for Shazam for, you know, for, ever since Iron Man came out, I've been waiting. They're going to make a Shazam They're movie. They're going to make a Shazam. I'm waiting. Like, but I'm interested in seeing Zachary Levi in front of the camera as a lead role in a very interesting and a very interesting character already. So, and, and speaking of Iron Man, we all know what Iron Man first looked like in that very first trailer. We know what Cyborg looked like in the very first trailer for Justice League. Yeah. We're like, ooh, boy. And then once we finally got to the finished product, we're, basically these are pictures. Taken from cell phones. Of, of, of a guy <laughs> wearing a suit walking around in broad daylight. Of course he's going to look silly bright red suit jet black hair we we haven't seen it with <laughs> white case sort of lighting yeah. editing oh, yeah. tone filter all of that so if you look at this picture like i said we'll throw it up on our twitter feed again as with anything we see early okay yeah it's not the final product okay it is the the movie magic that's what makes these look because i mean even if you were to see like ben affleck walking around in the batman suit holding a cup of coffee you'd be like he looks like a dork right (laughs) and of course he looks like a dork even the pictures the behind the scenes photos of like Zack snyder and the in the blatmobile in the batmobile with him uh you look over at, at ben affleck and it's just he's in that suit and you're like he look, he look a little doofy, brother. Like you're looking yeah, a little. He, does. he looks doofy. You're looking doofy. It's look at you look like Ben Affleck in a Batman suit. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> like it just looks like Ben Affleck is wearing. Like went to Comic Con. Like that's kind of what I'm getting on. <laughs> right. It just it does when you see these you know these these low resolution photos taken in weird lighting. Like they just they will never look good. They will never no. look good. Um. Ben Affleck's played make believe, you know, when we saw the set photos for Wonder Woman and she's like got green screen on her pregnant belly. Like you have like a lot of stuff like of just kind of which again, can I say that woman did all those movements and acted amazingly while being pregnant? I think it's just awesome anyway. So again, and, you know, I don't, I don't watch the Oscars, but yeah. apparently she made everyone look ugly at the Oscar awards. <laughs> yeah. She was just, oh like, my God, I've seen the pic. I've seen pictures of her uh, rocking around in that uh, dude. I, I imagine that that was very much the case. He's a gorgeous looking she, woman. She so. is radiant, radiant. <laughs> so it's just, but I mean, no we're dancing fans. around it. No we're dancing fans. around it. Well, uh, <laughs> so let, let's move a little bit into print here because time is getting long. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't really have a lot of books that I want to cover because I feel like we'll kind of get into a repeat, at least from, from my, my end. Um, I do. I will say this. I want to give Marvel some props. But I also want to kind of give them a little bit of a shove at the same time. Yeah. 
right now, uh, if you buy your comics digitally, you guys know I like my print. Though sometimes there are deals on these digital comic books that is just too darn hard to pass up. And you just got to grab that iPad and go, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please, and yes, please. Marvel had a great sale last week. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you guys got in on it. Yeah. If you use the Marvel app, an incredible amount of Marvel Now books were available for sale for 99 cents. Not all of them, but just a handful, just kind of like the starter issues. For 99 cents. And Ryan, they gave a really clear path when you went into that sales section of where to start with Marvel Legacy. They really did. I think I said Marvel now. I meant to say Marvel Legacy earlier. Where to start with Marvel Legacy. Marvel, kudos, props, thank you. Perfect. You can't ask for anything better saying, start here. Start here. This book's 99 cents. Start here. Excellent. I downloaded several issues of Old Man Logan. So uh, a collected volume of all new Wolverine for three bucks, which normally sells for 18. If you're to buy it in print, Uh, I got some Punisher and I got some Iron Man. Now, a lot of those stories kind of left me going, what? But at least they were 99 cents. I will say old man Logan, I thought was fantastic. Oh yeah. Really great. Very cool. Now on the other side of that, Oh, and by the way, they are having a Wolverine sale right now on the Marvel app as well, too, as they're ramping up to the hunt for Wolverine. So check it out uh, through the Marvel app. Some really great books ranging in price from 99 cents to like four or five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and the collected, collected volumes, volumes, I think, were like four bucks during that sale, too. They had a couple of collected volumes, which is great. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well worth it. Again, you know, I prefer a physical copy, but you know, when you can get five books for 99 cents each digitally, that's really kind of hard to pass up. Now, something that is frustrating to you and I is starting in May, Marvel it will be doing yet another relaunch, yet another reset, which tells me that Marvel Legacy must just simply be a placeholder yeah, until, yeah. until May. And while we don't really enjoy guys coming to this show on a biweekly basis and kicking Marvel in the shorts over print, we don't really enjoy it, but it needs to be called out that we're getting ready for another relaunch. We just had one with the end of Secret Empire. We just had one. Which leads to Marvel Legacy, yeah. which has been incredible by simply walking into your comic book store. Unless you're talking to the nerd behind the counter, you don't know where to start. Yeah, it's just super confusing. But I think, and that's why. And but it, the app yeah. will certainly let you do it, oh, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But they're they're so I, my my feeling is number one. I I have not been super impressed with a lot of the Marvel legacy that I've read so far. It it's been more filler. The return of Jean gray has been like, you talk about gray. I mean, it's gray storytelling. I mean, it's gray. Just yuck. The return of Tony Stark and invincible Iron Man. Uh, Okay. But then you've got Frank Castle running around in the war machine armor, which has been very compelling. Super killer. Very interesting. I've enjoyed that. Old Man Logan, I've enjoyed. All new Wolverine, eh. after the Marvel Legacy reset, eh. okay. 
But I think, uh, and I, and here's what I was reading, uh, is that Marvel, the, the Marvel, um, the suits, right. Uh, they've been seeing the same thing. And I think one, when they saw new 52 happen, uh, I don't think they woke up in time. I think new 52 was a fantastic way to reset um, the storylines for DC. And that's clearly now that we're looking at it, the new 52 exact was exactly that. It was like, we need to kind of hit the hit the, we need to jolt the jukebox just for a second. We are going to wake everybody up with new 52 and then we're going to start the new process. I think new 52 was a essentially an issue zero for what is now rebirth as an issue number one, if you can kind of put it in comic book terms, where it's, you know, we had kind of the 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 jukebox hit, record scratched, that was new 52. You had people on every side of the aisle on that one. Like, you know, I hate the new Superman. I love the new Superman. I hate the decisions Batman are making. I do not, you know, you had it everywhere. You know, it was everywhere. But, uh, but now that that's been done, I think the, the, the shuffle, the, the mix up, the, the punching around that's been done. We are in rebirth. We are about to, we are finishing out rebirth with, uh, you know, the dark Knight uh, series, the metal series that is going to transition us. Uh, right into the next era of DC Comics, and uh, and Marvel, I think, finally woke up. They finally said, "Okay, we've been, for lack of a better term, half-assing it. Like it's been, it's been these 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 half-assed resets that have just been kind of like, well, we don't want to, you know, they did, you know, to be okay, like not necessarily completely that way, but you know, they they they." revamped you know thor they gave it to jane they revamped wolverine they tried to instead of making a reset for the character we loved they just tried to reset the whole universe to say okay let's turn everything on its head and then that will be like that's gonna that's gonna really sell the that's gonna sell the books these things are gonna sell the 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 comics here (coughs) excuse me realize that that wasn't the case at all. I mean, they were nice side stories. There was a nice offshoot, but when you want to sit down and read a Thor comic book, I'm, I'm very interested in Thor Odinson. Uh, I am, you know, when I sit down and read a Wolverine comic, I'm very interested in Logan. I'm very interested in seeing Tony Stark as Iron Man. I'm very interested in that. I want to see those things. And I think hopefully, and, and the suits noticed they actually reshuffled and restructured their leadership at Marvel, uh, the print side, we've seen a lot of creative directors and a lot of the, we've seen some turnover there. So after all the turnover, after all the vision directors, after all this like turnover, we then hear about this new Marvel big, I think it's called fresh start actually is, is, is <laughs> it's like not even like a clever title. They're just coming right out and saying it. Uh, we are we are pushing forward on blank pieces of paper. And to be honest, I'm not mad at it. I think it's super dorky. I think it's a really dumb and unimaginative statement, but at this point to make it clear, they have to new 52 and rebirth got the job done for DCEU because they planned it. And it was a clear plan before new 52 even started. 
It was a clear plan. Marvel doesn't have that. Marvel's got this Marvel legacy thing happening. They had the secret empire happening. It's just like, there's nothing clear. They have to actually call the crap (laughs) fresh start to just make sure that everyone knows that we're all moving forward from a, from a beginning. So hopefully we'll see some number zeros, number ones. Again, we'll see Marvel kind of hit the reset button. Uh, at that point, to be honest, John, they can, you know, it's almost like they can only go up from here or stay the exact same. Um, yeah. Because right now they're not winning in print at all um, against no, DC. DC is, so. <laughs> when, when you look at the sales numbers and, and they're easy to find, and, 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 you know, it's not as if Marvel is struggling to move books. Yeah. I mean, DC and Marvel are still, you know, the, the big one and two. That being said, when you look at the sales numbers, DC, especially with the Metal Series, with Doomsday Clock, Batman continues, whether it be Detective Comics, All-Star Batman, or just the regular Batman issues, continue to outperform Marvel significantly. Yep. And when I say significantly, I mean like all capital letters, bold, underlined with some exclamation points. Ryan, I see this a lot too, that Marvel painted themselves into a real corner. And it was very, very difficult for them to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. They were wrong. Totally awesome Hulk. They were wrong. Mm-hmm. Laura as all new Wolverine, while a cool character, wrong. She's not Wolverine. Yeah. Jane Foster as Thor, wrong. Riri as Ironheart, a half ass replacement for Iron Man, was wrong. Didn't work. Doesn't mean that these weren't characters. It was a good, I mean, they could have a place yeah. in the Marvel Universe yeah. in print. Not saying that. Laura X23 is a great character. And they've done a great job of growing that character. But to your point, when I want Wolverine, because right now, if you want Wolverine, you've got to read Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. And even then, that's not Wolverine. Yeah. That's Wolverine from a different universe mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. made his way mm-hmm. into this universe and doesn't really know how he got there. So it's not Wolverine, it's Logan. It's Wolverine from another time and another place. Mm-hmm. Right. So they painted themselves into a corner with this because we're going to make these radical changes that everybody's going to love and everyone's going to buy our books and it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to kill the Fantastic Four and we're going to bury the X-Men because we don't have the movie rights for them. And, and everyone's going to love it and we're going to push the Avengers and we're going to push, you know, three different versions of Spider-Man and we're going to give you three different versions of Venom and we're going to give you the totally awesome Hulk. You're going to love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. No. We didn't love it. Nobody loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally awesome. People Hulk wasn't, read it. Wasn't that great. People read it and they bought it. But did they love it? Did they really love it? I don't think so. I think if we, I think if it was really loved as much as everybody says it was, we'd see it. We'd see some Easter eggs on the big screen when it came to Hulk. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like nope. if it made such but, a huge impact because X 23 
yeah, has had got Laura. an, an, an immense impact yeah. on, and that was an introduced storyline. You know, it was, it, you know, the Wolverine's been around for a long time, but it was an introduced storyline, you know, a few decades ago where she walked into that life. And I think it, it wasn't, um, if that character was not accepted, if that character was like a, eh, you know, it's just kind of a clone and kind of a thing. And then it's just kind of goes away. X 23 has played a huge part in Marvel franchises for a long yes, time. You know, absolutely. you want to pick up fantastic. Belongs. Yeah. And you want to pick she a fantastic character in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom two X 23 yep. is a great character to fight with. Yes, she is. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. She, yeah. She's pretty <laughs> vicious. And again, we, we still say, hopefully with new mutants, the movie being delayed, right? You couldn't have been set up better at the end of Logan for your new mutants. Yeah. You could not have been set up better. <laughs> you had your yeah. Wolverine right there. You had her. Yeah, they had it. Apparently, they're gonna. Apparently, they're gonna blow it. Well, they've delayed so, yeah, it again. I mean, you so know, we'll, we'll see what just, they come you know, up with. Yeah, just consistently said you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. And then you know we had a reset with Secret Wars, and you're gonna love this. And you're gonna love what comes after it. Well. People didn't love it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn Captain America Hydra. You're gonna love that. <laughs> no, people don't like Cap. Now, I enjoy the Secret Empire storyline, but anyone who really thought, okay, and I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. If you haven't read it by now, I'm sorry. Okay, it's ended several months ago. If you had any idea reading that 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 was the it was a Steve Rogers. But it wasn't the Steve Rogers, okay? If you had any question that when you're reading it, then you're you're dumb, you're you're dense, okay? But still, the very fact that they were going to take any version of a Steve Rogers and make him Hydra was preposterous. There, there's only so far. It it, it would be like, you know, all of a sudden making you know Batman a charter member of the Court of Owls. The closest I'm gonna go with these guys. The closest we ever got, I think, was uh, under the was under the red sun, right? Which was the Superman storyline where Superman lands in Mother Russia. Yeah, and that's an Elseworlds, right? And that's that exists in the DC multiverse. That's an Elseworlds. Yeah, but yeah, that's about the closest we've got. That's what I mean. Like it's just kind of like a like you know. <laughs> but by golly, DC didn't make that their regular Superman. <laughs> nope, they didn't. They didn't no. roll him right in and say, "You know what? We're just no. going to take him and run with him for a two." That Superman three years. exists in the DC multiverse, but it's not the Superman we follow <laughs> on a monthly basis because they're smart enough to know no one's going to buy a communist Superman for month to month for God's sake. Right? <laughs> it was a good and story right. for sure, but that's it all it a, needed oh. to be. Dude, Red Sun is an amazing story. It is That's so all it needed to be, it, though. Yes, and it it's established that yes, that character exists. He's in the multiverse. He's there, but he's not our Superman. And if DC had tried to force that, could you imagine the backlash? It's like this is our new Superman. He's a communist from Soviet Russia. Yeah. No one would be down with no. that, right? Yeah, maybe the Antifa crowd would, but nobody else would after that. <laughs> okay, so like having Cap go Hydra, and then we had this rumor that, I'm sorry, I, I still believe for a fact that Marvel had this in play until people got upset of Magneto potentially siding with Hydra. People got loud up over that, and then Marvel's like, oh, wait a minute, no, we're not doing that. 
something still tells me, Ryan, that they had plans for that. Yeah. And then the backlash hit and they're like, oh, we probably should back off the Holocaust survivor siding with the uh, <laughs> offshoot of the Third Reich. Uh, yeah, you think? Yeah. You think? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, right? And then you've got, you know, like I said, this this return of Jean Grey, where it's a reset of her character. And you're like, what? I don't, and, and then she's back, and we're going to start a new X-Men book called X-Men Red that resets a certain part of the X-Men that will reset again in May with relaunch. And it's like, my goodness. We live in a copycat world, Ryan. Whatever Coke does, Pepsi is going to do. Yeah. Whatever Budweiser does, Coors is going to do. Whatever Ford does, Chevrolet is going to do, right? It's a copycat world. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with someone at Marvel sitting down and putting two stacks of books, one stack here, one stack here. One stack is DC, one stack is Valiant. And then looking at all their creators and going, do this. Yeah. Because these guys got it right. And their sales numbers show. Yeah, yeah. That Valiant can reset about every two years and nobody gets lost. Nobody gets lost. Yeah. Because they're not these hard resets. There's a, there's a big event that happens and then we just start the series they're over again with new number stories. ones. They're just concise stories. Yep, and we stories. start over again with new number ones. Because it's and a new story what happened of these, before, these same characters and you still understand right? those characters. They explain where they come from and they tell the new story. And once that story's over, guess what? That story's over and we start over with another story. Yep. I like that model. I mean, you know, as much as I like to see Superman a thousand, uh, you know, I do like the model. Yeah, totally. My headphones just came unplugged. Hang on. All sorts of technical issues tonight, Ryan. <laughs> Dude, we've, we we've already had an episode called Rife with Kerfuffle, so we can't do it again. <laughs> Rife with, with, uh, <laughs> with chicanery. I don't know. Shenanigans aplenty. But yeah, it, it's, I'm with you. I, I don't have a problem with it. My, my same requirements are in place. That I will be on board with this. I want to be on board with this. Yeah. I have made, no pun intended, a valiant effort over the course of the last three months to make Marvel a bigger part of my monthly reading because I want it to be. I don't like to look at my stack of books that I order and see very few Marvel titles in there. Yeah. That makes me sad because I'm reading really great stuff from Valiant. Yeah. I'm reading really great stuff from DC. I'm reading some quirky stuff from Dark Horse. Reading some really great sci-fi from Image with Black Science. But I want some Marvel in there. My, I, I look at it and I go, I said, it doesn't feel right not having something from Marvel. And I shouldn't have to re continue to reach basis. back into the 90s, into the 80s to continue to read Marvel. That's what I'm doing currently. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. other, than, other than Marvel Legacy, you know, I'm you reading the read Punisher. You only read Infinity Gauntlet so many times, Ryan. Right, yeah. <laughs> the Genesis storyline, right? Like, it's, you know, the Jim Lee X-Men story. Like, oh, you know, so good. Uh, but so good. I can only read those things so many times before... Man, I, that's the reason why I read them then is because they were fresh new stories from Marvel and they were X-Men and it was, uh, you know, it was, you jumped right in. And, and the reason why I'm reading Inhumans now from the 90s, again, it's just because I'm getting used to these characters and understanding them. 
I, I can only wish the best for what's going to happen in the next, in the next year with Marvel. And I, and I, and I sincerely hope that this ill named, uh, reset, (laughs) you know, Hey, I'll take, I will take it. If at the end of next year, you and I are both looking at each other going, I can't keep up with my big, huge stack of Marvel fresh start. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, that would be the dream for it to happen where it's just like, dude, I am so engrossed with everything that's going on with this storyline that I can't get over it. I think that's just, that would be the best problem to have. And I hope uh, absolutely. I can only hope that that's the, 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 that's the problem that they run into is, uh, you know, the, the printers are running out of ink. You know what I mean? Like it's well, just in, I hope so. The, the formula is so simple. It's so simple, coherent and concise storylines. And don't force us to go on scavenger hunts. Just don't tell concise, right. coherent, competent, good alliteration storylines with these characters and don't force us to scavenger hunt. Don't force us to go pick up multiple books to tell yeah. Deadpool's story or yeah. to tell Cable's story and I, and it, or to tell yeah. T'Challa's story. Don't make me do that. And don't get three months into your fresh start and then introduce a big event. Don't do it. Be patient and take your time. It's worked for DC and it works for Valiant. Yeah. If you're patient and you take your time why was Rebirth so popular? Because New 52 was a five-year plan yeah. that worked yeah. to Rebirth. And then the Rebirth is coming to a conclusion because of Dark Metal and Doomsday Clock. Right. It's been a slow burn, and it's been a great ride, and it's been compelling storylines. Not everything has been a winner. You can't have a winner every month with a monthly book. It's just not going to happen. And you're going to get some that's filler. But if you can maintain a steady course, the dividends are huge. Yeah. They're, they're going to be huge. And we're believers that Marvel can do it. They can do it. Yep. Because they have the characters in place. These are beloved characters. Captain America, Iron Man, Black Panther, Thor, Spider-Man. The list goes on and on and on and on. These are beloved characters just as much as Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman and Green Lantern right. and on and on and on. Right. They're just as beloved. And if you're patient with it, Marvel, okay, you're patient and give us great stories. Consistent. We know you're going to fumble and stumble. They all do. I just read Bloodshot number four, Bloodshot Salvation number four. P.U. Filler. Filler. But number five after it, fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's going to happen, right? That, that's, just, that's just what I hope for with Marvel. Yeah. I, we, we, we want to be able to walk into our comic book store and not have to walk over to that Marvel s- section and just go, wh- wh- where, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. I-, I don't know. Love and to so, see some new fresh number ones. And uh, yeah, you know what? Fresh start. If it's do it. Marvel fresh start has an awesome logo to it and they slap it on those books and it's compelling and it's amazing. Then I, it will just be called Marvel fresh start and you know, it'll be fantastic. So yeah. And you don't have to trick us with, no super uber foil covers and <laughs> you know lenticular covers i mean those are great we all love the Just gimmick covers the they are fun they are fun 
but ultimately what's so important, what makes dark metal so great is not all those shiny foil covers yeah. I've got. It's what's in between those foil covers. Yeah, man. That's making it so great. So anyway, we don't want to belabor that point. We've got, we're, we've gone really long. We have super high hopes for Marvel. We believe in you, Marvel. We really do because yeah. you've got characters that are fantastic. Yeah. And please, speaking of fantastic, bring back the fantastic four. Uh, it's a cornerstone. End the feud. Just bring it it's back. It's a cornerstone, Marvel. It's a cornerstone. We need it's, Reed Richards in our lives. It, it, I, I cannot think of a bigger disrespect for Stan Lee and Jack Kirby to not have those characters still existing. Oh yeah. I mean, they're referenced from time to time. Ben Grimm is still around, but the fantastic four themselves are, are gone. Yeah. And when Reed and Sue Richards are mentioned, they just simply say they're missing. That's it. Yeah. We know they're missing. Cause I don't see them on the shelf. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know it's a linchpin of the, of the, it, to me, not having the fantastic four, Ryan would be like not having the Justice League in DC. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes zero sense. It just doesn't make sense. You can't have it. Yeah. So anyway, whoo we not a lot of ranting, a lot of lot of goofiness, guys. Where there's some technical issues. Yeah, where it happens. My family decided to all talk right outside the studio doors here, and I had to be like shh. And then my earphones got unplugged, but we persevered as always. <laughs> we made it. We made it all the way to the end. We saw it through to the very end. <laughs> we saw it through to the very end. Hey, before we sign off, I want to ask you guys, we don't like to bug you with this one, but we do like to remind you occasionally that if you enjoy this show and you enjoy listening to us, thank you. Seriously, we appreciate it. Thank you that if you make us a part of your weekly listening or daily listening, that means a lot to Ryan and I. Mm-hmm. I know I can speak for him on that. It's oh, yeah. very humbling oh, yeah. when we hear people email us or they talk to us personally and they say, man, I love listening to your show on the drive into work. I got a long drive. I turn you guys on and I love it. That is super humbling. Thank you. If you love the show, share it with someone and please give us a review. That helps us out tremendously as we continue to try to build this little thing that we're doing here. You don't even have to say anything just give us a nice review. We would appreciate it. We don't want to beg you for it. If you don't want to, that's fine. But we would love for you to review. And also hit the subscribe button. If you don't subscribe, and maybe you just see us pop up in your feed and then you download, thank you. You don't have to download it. We appreciate it. Thank you. But please hit the subscribe button. That does help us out as well, too, because it gives us an idea of who's listening, not individuals. Steve in Boston, <laughs> listen to your show. It doesn't say that. Okay. But it gives us a better idea of listeners that we have. And, and again, as we try to build yeah. this, so please um, hit the subscribe button. We would love it. Absolutely. Guys. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, and follow us on Twitter, yeah, please. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to tweet a little bit more. I'm enjoying tweeting. I know, man. I'm, I've been enjoying seeing those tweets come out of I'm you. enjoying tweeting. I've yeah. been, I tweeted chock full of nuts. They talked to me. Got my chock full of nuts tonight. It was delicious. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, follow us on Twitter. You can always email us as well. Yeah, too. At, RFB, uh, at RFBPC and uh, reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. So speaking of all of that, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. And you guys have a great one.